All right, we are lit, good sir. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of Cultivated Ignorance. I am Will, the host. I am Mike, the favorite host. <laughs> and today we are joined by amazing, amazing Black women, uh, spoken word, sensation, and author, uh, Miss Kyla Janae Lacey, uh, along with model, photographer, videographer, co-host of the Hilltop Glove podcast, Ms. Tamaya Allen. How are y'all doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Today we are going to be talking about something I know hardly nothing about. And Mike <laughs> says I should definitely know more about, which is uh, Black feminism. So uh, it should be an interesting conversation where I'm sure I'll get beat up on. Hopefully. Uh, <laughs> no, I won't beat you up. I won't well, up. she won't. <laughs> she won't. Beat that nigga ass. Yes, do um, so yeah, man, today we're just going to ask, you know, why black men who, you know, wish to be in company in community, uh, with black women and loving relationships with black women are so kind of resistant and hesitant to learn about black feminism. Um, so we're going, we're going to jump into that in a second, but as always, don't forget we broke, broke so, <laughs> 10 kids each, right? Um, don't forget to join our Patreon, if you got $5. If you don't got $5, then tough titty. But uh, if you got $5, uh, www.patreon.com slash cultivated ignorance. Dope shit on there. Um, we're going to be doing more exclusives because HBO is dropping more shows. and Euphoria is back, kids. Euphoria is back. Euphoria is back. Y'all want Euphoria too? Uh, yeah. yeah, who doesn't? Do I breathe <laughs> air too? Like, okay. Saying, <laughs> I feel like uh, some people don't watch Euphoria just for fear that their kids might turn into people. <laughs> oh no! Listen, I I do drugs because I, mean, I want to. Euphoria didn't have nothing. To do with. Nancy Reagan told me no, you know, and here I am, a pothead. So, <laughs> I mean, this day and age, it's like, who doesn't? I just assume everybody does until they tell me, no, thank you. You don't smoke weed? That's crazy. Why? 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 Hmm. Tell them that it's human nature. It's not. It's not. <laughs> so yeah, man, we're going to be doing uh, interviews on, on there. Uh, if you want to catch any of our exclusive stuff, uh, www.patreon.com slash cultivated ignorance. I forgot the website for a hot second. You piece but, of shit. Are you high? You might be. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Uh, I don't believe in that stuff. Oh, like Jesus, or I mean, because it's the burning bush. So, that's a lot. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, why don't y'all tell me why I'm a piece of shit because I don't support black feminism? Well, what, uh, why don't you tell me why you don't support black? Right, feminism? I was about to ask the same thing. Why don't you, Mike? That was that's the first. Mike, help Mike, help me out already. Help me out. Show me on the doll where where it hurts, where they touched you. Okay. All right, Mike, step in. <laughs> I'm already scared. Go ahead. Come on now. Show me on the doll. Where feminism touched you. It's not that I don't support Black feminism. As I think it is with a lot of Black men, we don't know. Mm -hmm. And somehow we feel disconnected from it because I guess it's just never really affected us like that. It has. Well, I guess in our minds, in in the forefront of our minds, like it just... It's never. We don't I mean, make- it affects you positively and as well as negatively, right? Because if you if weren't affected by it, you wouldn't care by it, about it at all. And and trust me, my Twitter, they'd be upset about my black feminist ass. So yeah, I'm all kinds of so hoes and 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 dumb bitches on on Twitter. Which of course, because misogyny isn't real. <laughs> so that's why they don't call me those things. Complete myth. Absolutely. I guess we can we can start like asking this though, because I think this is an important key to this whole conversation. What is? Um, huh? Wait, wait, you no, I didn't hear what you said. The 
Oh, I was saying that I want to ask this question to both of y'all. Um, sure. to kind of contextualize the thing. So, Will, what do you think about when you hear feminism? And then y'all, what do y'all think about when y'all hear feminism? So, Will, you go first. Uh, I guess what I think about when I hear feminism is like equality, equal pay. You know, just wah, wah, wah. Middle, <laughs> you didn't say it like that. <laughs> Same shit you we got. Uh. <laughs> Like run of the mill feminism, you know, just like boo, equal rights. <laughs> it's not boo. It's Bodily just... autonomy. Uh okay, when you say it like that, you make me sound terrible. Nah, you make you sound terrible. I was mocking <laughs> what you was doing. Oh god. I was just trying to search for the words, okay. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, equal rights, equal pay. Um it's more so expanded to like um more so body autonomy and stuff like that because in in the last few years i've recognized that like niggas is mad controlling over women's bodies which is crazy but yeah so that's crazy that you're just now seeing that you know it's yeah i mean I, i guess like it's crazy but like i i feel like it hasn't been an issue in it hasn't been a a known issue, like to the public, to the public, not me personally, <laughs> to the public, <laughs> as of recently. Well, I think that's the main problem right there. Is, well, is I agree. most I agree. men don't think it's a problem until the public makes it a problem, and it's like you're around black women all the time. So how do you not notice these things? Do you not care? Or are you not considerate? Or are you just blind? Uh, could be blind. Um, could be that I guess you haven't heard the black man many stories about it with people who are close to you. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe women not wanting to share their stories or. I, I think there's something to be said for that. I think, you, you know, there's a generational difference and in, in the willingness for black women to talk about these issues as well. But there's also socialization that women have have succumbed to that says we're not supposed to talk about these things. We're not allowed to talk about these things. Or if these things happen to us, we are somehow at fault for these things, which aids the silencing of these stories, which perpetuates men thinking that this shit is okay. Mm-hmm. Or that it's not like even bothering us. Like, no, this is a daily issue. <laughs> mm. What's so confusing is like, so like, even if like the woman in question is not calling herself a feminist, I still see these things vocalized online and in person. And even still, like, it seems like a, a instant, if, if they do hear feminism in, this, in, this, in the, you know, in whatever they're saying, especially, is an instant like visceral reaction to the just like dismiss or refute it or find some kind of hole in like the, the whatever they're trying to say, like instantly. And I'm wondering like, because of course misogyny is a thing, but like even those who actually, oh, where this, I feel like those who even maybe consider themselves respectful of women, mm-hmm. even with them, it's like a instant like, but I don't know, like or like an instant like I gotta defend men in this whole instance of her saying something about a, about a man, even if I don't even know the man personally. Does that make sense? So like I, I guess I can speak on that, um, at least from a man's point of view, because I know I struggle with that. And I think a lot of guys struggle with that, especially in like, I'm not going to say like sexual assault, but like where, where guys like are just overly aggressive towards women who like were, have like, are just showing off their body. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, well, you're dressing like that, such and such and such. Like you trying to get recognized or whatever. Like not saying that it's okay or whatever, but it's like, oh, well, she is showing off her body. So like, isn't she trying to get attention? Like that's my... Like that is the initial thought in my head, honestly. And I and I understand that that's wrong. You know what I mean? So how do you want women to dress when we go? <laughs> right. How do you want us to I dress? Have, I don't have a real idea. No, no, no. I mean, I'm I'm saying, but you you have an idea of what how we shouldn't dress. Mm-hmm. So how should we dress? No, I'm not I don't have an idea of how you shouldn't dress. Well, you I, but I, because I mean, you just you, say there is a that... I think you can attest to a, a certain outfit creating a certain reaction. Right. So what outfit won't create that reaction? There actually is no good answer for that because I've seen women in mm-hmm. everything covered and niggas still go yeah. crazy. 
Mm -hmm. So look where we are. Look where we are. We're stuck in the middle of everything. At least I, you know, I want to look like glitter at the very least. You know, if I'm going to get harassed. I'm only speaking speaking to understanding, not really even understanding, recognizing the fact that niggas have, uh, I guess, irrational thoughts Mm -hmm. or uh, reaction towards the way women dress. So part of the problem um, has been consistently women have always been responsible for men's behaviors. And that is a big issue that is in the home, in sex, in uh, violence. The workplace environment. Right. Where like somebody asked me once, I was in a domestic violence relationship and somebody said, well, what did you do to make him hit you? And I was like, shit I didn't duck I mean I bob when I should have weed like I don't know what you you want me to say yeah um but somehow I was responsible for an another adult's behavior Mm -hmm. uh he wasn't responsible for or you know women being responsible for men's behavior with their dress and not to say that there isn't something alluring about certain things and we all aren't you know aware of these things but at what point are you responsible for your behavior like um you know additionally like well you know if he cheats on you it's your fault you know at what point are men allowed to be culpable for their own actions and you know it's a very weird thing for a group of people who want to lead to always blame women for their behaviors I completely agree. I'm not saying that men should be excused for their behaviors whatsoever. I'm just saying that uh, I understand how things can be alluring. That's that's probably more accurate than anything. For me, it's like I model. So you're not the first guy that actually said that, that when a woman posts something, they're trying to get a guy's attention. When I post something, it's for my self. Ain't nothing for y'all. Mm-hmm. It's to make me feel good because you don't know how long it took for me to get that self-confidence. So I think it's crazy that y'all make women feel bad for their bodies or how they want to post up or be perceived on social media when you don't even know their story or their history. That's accurate. Um, Maybe men just, I guess, I don't know. I can't speak for all men because even as I say it, it doesn't make sense. But I, I don't know the way our programming works as to why we think women do stuff for a reaction. And like, because I, I feel like even a man who's posting something, well, I guess you're doing it for yourself. I was just about to say a man who's dressed to the nines, like he posts himself in a suit. Oh, you really are just doing that for yourself. So I don't know why we don't think the same way y'all are. You know what I mean? Probably because you guys were never held accountable for anything like us. Like when a father has a son and a daughter, they treat them totally different. So it's probably you've been raised like that. I think what's an interesting dynamic between men and women is that women get held for things they don't do and men get excused for things they do. Because so many women I I know have experiences with being slut-shamed by their family or, or accused of having sex with people that they never had sex with. But yet men get the grace of being absolved from actual behaviors and it's just very interesting when you talk about privilege and entitlement and like how men can't see that the whole um abortion thing right now is just really crazy to me like how are you going to make a law about a female's body when you don't even know her situation or anything like that just doesn't make any sense at all and the fact that they're trying to push it is just it just shows you what they think of us. I said something. Do you, are y'all familiar with For Harriet, the YouTube, cha- YouTube channel? Uh, I was on it once. You were? Oh, oh what, when? I, I got One it. of my poems was on it years ago. Oh, nice. Um, I was in a Zoom meeting with Kim uh, one time, and we were talking about... Um, Kim Lee Crimshaw? Kim- no, Kim Foster, the, the host, the, the owner of For Harriet. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I, t- I wish I was in a film called Kimberly Curtis. I've been, I have been. Oh, see, of course you have. Lit. Wonderful. I was saying that I think that I don't know if I want to call it a full mental disorder, 
But there's something with men where we don't realize like our domination of women ultimately hurts us because it makes women less trusting of us. And yet we, so many of us insist on dominating women. And I think a lot of that comes from a lot of us trying to aspire to the system of patriarchy, not like a patriarch in a house per se, but like the system of patriarchy. We're trying to aspire to that. But as regular as men, like we don't have the resources to have something like that. But because you're socialized from the get go to chase that, you're in this constant, like irreconcilable mental state of trying to be some, be a tyrant that you don't have the power to sustain. So you end up hurting yourself by hurting the woman around you, as well as men as well. Like you end up hurting everybody around you in your attempt to dominate the world. You're just hurting people and therefore people don't trust you and therefore they're hurting you in return. I think, you know, there may be such a visceral reaction to feminism by black men because black men uh, are already in the unique position. Like, you know, you've heard the statement, black men are the white women of, yeah. of black people. Yeah. Uh, and I explained this to my friend literally earlier today. I said, you have to think of it as a plus and minus system where white men have two pluses because being a male is a plus and being white is a plus. And black men have one plus because they're male, but a minus because they are black. Right. And white women have a plus because they are female. I mean, because they are white, but a minus because they are are female. Whereas black women have two minuses, and mm -hmm. so that kind of explained a bit of the intersectionality for him better. But part of it is that you know black men have been oppressed, and 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 I can, as a feminist, I can say that black men have been oppressed, and and even to a certain extent oppressed in a way that I haven't. Uh, but there, but the difference is their oppression is not related to their maleness nearly as much as related to their black maleness. Like their oppression is based on the fact that they are a black male in particular, not that they are a male. Mm. So versus for me, my oppression is based on being black and being a woman. And a lot of times because black men have been oppressed, um, any like usurping or what they view as a usurping of their power is always going to be deemed a threat. If I'm already in a position that I'm not in power, the little power that I do have, uh, when you take that from me or when you attempt to to deflate that power is, is a threat, even if it's considered, even if it's something that is better for the Black man in the long run, it's still considered a threat because it is a threat to my power station. So I agree with that. <clears throat> And what I get so, and this is why I wanna ask y'all's definition of feminism, because what's so strange to me is like, I get that what you just said, and then I read and then I watch black feminism. And it's all about that, as well as building up everybody. Because um, mm -hmm. if, you, if you start at the bottom of the totem pole, like you pull everybody up, I forgot who said that. Um, but everything I've learned- Somebody's smart. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> everything I've learned through black feminism, I can apply to myself to better myself as well as those around me. I, I can't name one thing that I haven't felt like I couldn't apply to myself. And so it's like, what are y'all hearing? What do y'all think when y'all hear black feminism? Because I see, like I said, I see so many men, when they hear feminism, they automatically shut it down. They assume that it's man. Right, because it's, it's, you're right. And, and not only that, like when we think about um, any sort of pushback against the power structure, how hate is always used as the tool of rebuttal, yeah. how anger is always used as the tool of rebuttal because anger and hate are seen as irrational things. When in fact, they're not necessarily irrational, they're very important. It's important to know what you hate and what you do not like and to the point that moves you to do something about it. So we talk about white supremacy uh, and how like, you know, one of the things like, oh, you hate white people. No, I hate white supremacy. And you seem to conflate the two because you understand that your whiteness gives you things that my blackness doesn't. And so with men, it's you hate men. No, I, if I, I, if I hated men the way that I would like to, I wouldn't have nothing to do with them. But I tell you what, you're not bringing your best people. You're not bringing your best people. Um, but there is something to be said of 
every single time I want to hold a group accountable, then I must hate them. But this is a very, very interesting thing coming from the same group who is more likely to rape me or, you know, like who's who's in the position to harm more, Black men or Black women. But somehow the moment a Black woman is too vocal about the harm that's being done, she's the hateful one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really just want to see, I think the word feminism is really what guys just don't like. I just think they just don't like the word. It's because they don't understand, like like he said earlier, they just don't understand the complexity of it all. Once you break it down to them, I feel like they'll understand more and they won't, you know, just add it to that word. It's just the word. I, I guess I'm going to that, but Will, what, what do you think about what he just said? Um, I think we are extremely dismissive of, I guess, not just Black uh, feminism, but just Black women in general. I can agree with all of these things, but I think it also, <clears throat> I don't want to say it, it's the, it's on Black women, because that's completely unfair, but I think men just as white people, they just don't feel the empathy towards it that they should and so when you're not I guess going through it or at least that you can't see that it affects you like that you're disconnected from it Mm -hmm. there's no reason to feel like you should learn from it you know what I mean um it's just like being uninterested in anything else that somebody else who's super passionate about it feels if you don't feel it or if you don't see any connection to it like why would you want to learn right you just want to like live in ignorance kind of like i mean i mean because i mean honestly like ignorance is easier than just about anything cultivated (laughs) ignorance in fact that's why you you're welcome you're welcome welcome. i'm spinning i'm spinning walk away just go just leave i'm spinning i'm spinning i'm spinning i'm back i'm back (laughs) just leave like you're good now no man i mean to honestly to to learn and to get out of that ignorance it takes effort and a lot of and that's a lot of effort effort people aren't willing to give you said something super critical that's that's one thing so that's one question we're going back and forth on so you said you this shouldn't be the problem shouldn't be on black women right as far as Mm -hmm. fixing this whole issue this whole situation but if black men don't know any better and we are socialized the way we are and we are being taught by other black men who also are socialized the way they are like how can we get better if some black woman, I don't think this is every black woman's duty, but like, how can we get better if some black woman is not educating us on any of these things? I think one of the main things is, it's not that you don't know any better, it's that you don't wanna know any better. Because I can't have a teachable moment with a sleep student. Like I can't have a teachable moment with somebody who's like this, uh, you know what I'm saying? And so, But part of the problem is that you don't value my lessons because a lot of it is defaultism. Like, and when a lot of times people make themselves the default in somebody else's experience. And so when you make yourself the default in somebody's experiences, one, you're clearly in the position to oppress them, but two, uh, you don't allow them to be credible sources to what what happens to them. So it's like, I can't value your opinion on you. But, and I, I, I make the parallels between racism and sexism a lot because both they both affect me very much. And I know we talked earlier about, you know, like Black men are not oppressed simply because they are, like their their maleness is not what it oppresses them. It's their black maleness in particular. Versus me, I receive, you know, a treatment a certain way because I am a woman in particular, and I receive treatment because I'm a black woman. And most importantly, my black womanness is 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 the twofold why I'm I'm treated this way. So like, um. I am not considered intelligent enough to tell my own story. And that involves the socialization of thinking that women are not intelligent and even more socialization of black women are not intelligent. And 
And black men carry this. And to say that you don't, to say that black men don't think of white women in a different way, at socialized as they do black women, is just absolutely in, incorrect. So a lot of it is, are you willing to view me as somebody who knows what I'm talking about about me? Mm-hmm. Right. And 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 when you talk about it, it's like are you going to believe what I'm saying? Like, why do I even have to tell you this when it's been generations of Black women being abused and not accepted? How far are you as a Black man willing to defend me or the things that I don't have? You see what I'm saying? How far are you guys willing to fight for us? This is a great question. And I think, now, so this is kind of the tricky part. One thing that doesn't get talked about enough is uh, one of my favorite quotes from Bell Hooks is that patriarchy knows no gender. Anybody can perpetuate it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can say, I don't know if I would say in defense of Including children. Including ch- children. One of the hardest part of, of being a man is when you are trying to unsubscribe from patriarchy, or if you, even if you don't know that word, like just trying to unsubscribe from all these like, you know, harmful things that you do towards women. You're trying to divest from that but like women are expecting you to live up to that shit. Like there's that's women who- That's true, that's absolutely men, true. There's, men, there's women who absolutely put men on the pedestal for being the most patriarchal, tyrannical, dominating beings ever. So when you're trying to get away from that and she's like, what the fuck? And she's calling you a bitch ass nigga and all kind of shit like that. Like, I think we, what doesn't get really talked about enough and Bell Hooks used to talk about this all the time is that it's very hard as a man living in the world that we are living in right now to divest from that when everyone is perpetuating it towards you constantly like you're constantly- okay and that's fair that's yeah. absolutely fair that's absolutely real and absolutely fair and yeah. I think yeah I mean you know and for women it's very difficult for women to get away from that because we are consistently socialized to think that we are less than men and we need to be led by men right. and even though we have the same amount of limbs as men we're supposed to serve them so and and there's so much of of this risk reward behavior that women endure. Like, okay, well, if I, I risk speaking up for myself, uh, you know, I, I you know, I, I may lose favor, but if, if I play into this, I'm so lovable because I think that's one of the weirdest ways that women are socialized is we're socialized to think that our love is immediately attached to a man. And I don't, think that men are are socialized that way I think men are socialized more to be upstanding so that they can find someone that they want to love but women are socialized to to be loved you know men get the option to choose it so Mm -hmm. it's like everything I've done it's like oh okay that's cool when are you getting married and and having kids and being submissive (laughs) And being submissive. Um, and it's like, I've done a lot of things. Like, why, why, why can't I just be happy with the things that I've done? But for, for women in particular, you are only as important as the people who share last names with you. You're only as important as the people who come in and out of your vagina. Like your existence is attached to somebody else's versus men. They aren't, they don't have to be attached to another entity in order to exist. Everybody piles onto them or is attracted to them, whereas women have to have to be, you know, chosen, chosen. I think that's, you know, if that makes any sense. And so I, I think that has a lot to do with uh, why women are so quick to play into the patriarchy because there's a danger of not playing into the patriarchy because you're taught that your your ability to be loved is very much attached to if a man does it you know it has nothing to do necessarily with you and what you want and your goals in your life it's it does a man want me and so if I'm I'm going against the very goal then then how am I going to achieve it how am I going to have it I think um I agree with a vast majority of what you're saying but I will say I don't think most men, I think things are changing now, but historically speaking, I don't think most men are raised with actual love so much as just like value in a way that women aren't assigned value. 
Like, I think men are raised with, like, you got to be powerful and strong enough to take care of, you know, whoever's around you. Yes, I agree with that. But I'm saying in the context of, like, their love is allowed to be a bit more internal than than women's love. Women's love is attached to somebody else. Yeah, it's got to be attached always, to a man to be valid. We're always giving it. Yeah. Supplying it or. You have to have kids in order yeah. to to have good cooch you know like that's that's like a weird thing too like that's like a real thing like okay a woman over 30 without kids oh her vagina must be trash like nobody says that to men nobody (laughs) says like oh a man over 30 with no kids his dick must be trash like what like is is that that's all we're worth do you really think that's all we're worth Mm -hmm. yeah i think um no i think y'all absolutely right especially with the kids thing um, I think with men, like we get clowned if we don't have a, a wife or a girlfriend by a certain age, like we're deemed like not, you know, strong enough or like good looking enough to get a woman. But like, that's different. That's that's a different type of scrutiny. I think. But you're put we're put out to pasture, you oh. know, at, after a certain age, we're not not, not lovable anymore. Our our window of opportunity, like ageism, really affects women, and, and it definitely affects men. But ageism definitely affects women way more. Uh, you know, the moment you're not fertile is the moment you're no longer sexy. The no the moment you no longer can produce an, another human is the moment that you lose the best qualities that you have in yourself. But do y'all think that's changing lately? Like with so many women, being- I think so. I think. Mm. I think Beyonce, you know, Beyonce's 40, you know, and Beyonce's still very much the standard of beauty mm-hmm. uh, for, for so many people. You know, she's very much held as one of the most beautiful women in the world and she's 40 years old and she is shaking and moving. And I, I do think that there is kind of like a shift in age uh, reverence. You know, my, my mid thirties is not my mama's mid thirties. Mm-hmm. I agree. Probably because you know I'm an artist and I'm flighty, and she was <laughs> you know a mother with two kids. So, but yeah, I I do think that there there there's that. That's a a, a progress in the right direction. I just, I just don't think it's moving fast enough because I feel like kids are still rushing to have kids and be in a relationship and get married and have a house, and it's like whoa they still instilling this into you like they're still drilling this into your brain like my cousin she's 25 she was like i'm gonna be married by 27 you're not even dating nobody what are you doing i was like do not do that enjoy your 20s please do not marry your 20s please do not marry nobody you date in the 20s don't marry them (laughs) i had had an ex who had like a certain timeline that she had to be on like and I always thought it was so weird. Like, she's like, I want to have kids by 25. I want to have my second kid at 27. And I want to be married somewhere in the middle. And I never, I guess, connected it to, uh, I guess, uh, uh, their, I guess, thought of desirability. Like, my, my, my window is closing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that was actually a part of I guess the what what needs to be fixed in all of this. Mm-hmm. I never even I never even saw it as an issue. I mean, and whether we have sex to procreate or not, you know, sex and procreation are definitely intertwined. I mean, even body shape is about procreation. The hip to waist ratio, it occurring in the wild. The hip to waist ratio is a marker of fertility, like it really is. Um, how what makeup like how we our lips our lips are subconscious uh markers of our vaginal lips uh for asses on men men's asses like rounder more firm asses are actually seen as having more thrusting power therefore being able to impregnate women more so like even longer penises able to you know hit the cervix more and you know the thought process is that um you know able to they're more fertile like so these are things like that are subconsciously you know part of who we are uh like just naturally you know these are the the more animalistic parts of ourselves and but i i do think that humans should kind of progress past basic instinct as well so you know our sex is very much intertwined with how we view aging and how we view fertility 
but I do think that, you know, sex, being sexy beyond the, the time you can drop a kid should happen and, and does happen. I agree. But how do you actively resist that thought process when like everything, like literally I'm never everything. aging, <laughs> never, uh, never aging. I know you're a vampire. You drink the same blood for I'm 57 years old. Just stop giving a fuck. Smoke some <laughs> weed. I'm live your life. Live your best life. Not just live your life. Live your best life. Like you just can't care about what society says anymore. And stop drinking. Society. Stuff. I mean, look at society. Say, drinking Kelly? destroys DNA. So <laughs> it does. Drinking destroys your DNA. One thing um, I had read on um, this week um, was um, an article. I don't know if y'all know this article um, called um, "Uses of the Erotic" by Audrey Lord. I was reading it earlier this week. I know Audrey Lord. Yes. Yeah, definitely read uses of the erotic. You can just p- Google PDF of it. And uh, it's basically talking about how women being se- historically sexually repressed um, kind of mitigates their ability to, to pursue pleasure. Be their life. best self. But what'd you say? Be their best self. Basically, yeah. It's like, so what her main argument is, if women were allowed to fully embrace their erotic and see the fullest extent of their pleasure, they would incorporate that into every facet of their life. It wouldn't just be confined to the bedroom. It would touch everything. And I said, um, again, I was like, I don't think niggas be embracing their erotic either. Like, I think men just like, <laughs> most men, because whenever I try to have conversations about intimacy in relationships, like, niggas look at me sideways every single time. But mm-hmm. like, it's so wild. This is, again, well, I think this is where our sexual repression, our misogyny, whatever, that hurts ourselves. When men go into the bedroom sexually repressed as well, we can't please y'all properly. And then you get these stories of this whole narr- this whole narration of like women take 10 years to come, but like niggas take like five minutes. That whole shit like that. Or like, you know, niggas say you gotta press this button and twist this nipple, lick this booty hole, whatever like that, for women to come with a dude, you just gotta touch them a good time. And it's like if you were in, in embracing your sensual self, like if you were just in tune with like your whole sexual being, that would come out into every woman that you decide to have relations with. And the fact that you're actively resisting that, like you don't you don't realize how life could be as far as sex, you know, as far as intimacy in general, like you don't realize how good life could be if you just embrace that part of yourself. So like, but again, like with everything constantly, constantly, constantly telling us how we should be functioning, how we should be moving, um, how you should move around men, how you how men should move around women. Like I just don't know how you. Well, I know I, I practice it, but like I don't know how you stay good when everything's trying to throw you off into that following the whole line of dressing properly as a woman, quote unquote, or as a man trying to press a woman every time you get a chance, quote unquote. Like just how do you just actively resist every day when social media, when even the news, when family members, everything's trying to tell you how to live your life. And you're just like, no, like, is there any particular practices other than weed? Cause we said weed like 12 times a night. Is there anything other than weed that y'all use? Um, I would say, you know, you are your own person. Start defining stuff for yourself. People just listen to society and go with it. And I'm just like, why? When you can question everything and you should question everything. Um, but yoga really helps me in meditation. I feel like people question themselves more than they question damn near anything that's presented to them. I mean, you should question yourself too. Uh, that opens a but world. I feel, like, of- I feel like to, to a point where it's damaging, you know what I mean? Mm, in a negative people are, way people are not very self-aware and so they they just constantly like instead of searching for the right answer they just say i don't have the right answer and so I they i think there's peace in not having the right answer but i think you know like that's how i feel about religion you know i don't have the answer and i'm okay with that but i do want to um touch on what audrey lord said about you know being sexually repressed and how that frees you uh when you're not sexually repressed have a really interesting relationship with sex. Uh, I, you know, I'm not gonna put y'all in all of my business. Um, I was, I was a virgin for a long time, but I was, I was a little horny virgin, which was very weird. Um, but I was very book smart about sex. Like I read about sex. I was very interested in this thing. And when I did finally have it, I wanted to know about it, but then there was this part of me that was very interested in it. And then there was a part of me that was religious and said, no, you can't have this. So my body was saying, yes, I want it, I want it, I 
but you know um the possibility of going to heaven or hell whatever and i ironically my mother is not religious so i didn't have this growing up that sex was considered bad in terms of a, a religious thing but it was kind of sex was still not something that we talked about it just wasn't it wasn't something that i couldn't do um it was something that I shouldn't do. And I will, I will give her that, you know, wasn't something that, you know, versus other parents were like, you should, you know, you can't have sex. Um, it was, eh, you shouldn't do that. Like, you know, um, and I, I think for her, she was very afraid about me losing my virginity before I got married because she was afraid that I was going to go crazy. Uh, jokes on her. I did. Um, no, um, <laughs> but as I, <laughs> I grew up, right. Um, again, learning about sex, right? I, I can have multiple orgasms almost every time I have sex. So, you know, my sexual experience is different, but even in that context, it's not everybody I have sex with it. There is an emotional aspect to me having this, you know, orgasmic, you know, experience with somebody and not saying that I, I couldn't, you know, have sex with somebody and not necessarily have a, a feeling towards them, but it, it does enhance it. It does make it a different thing. And where I can go a long time without having sex, but if I'm having sex with somebody, I'm having sex every day. We're doing it. Um, I remember uh, early 2020, I was having sex with someone and I wasn't having the type of sex I wanted to have. I wasn't having sex where I felt like my boundaries were respected. Um, and I told myself, I said, I will no longer at that point in my life, I will no longer be having service oriented sex. I will no longer have sex where I am not allowed the same active participation that my partner is allowed. And this is some, I'm, I'm in my thirties, you know, coming to this realization, because I know that so many women can attest to the fact that we are, you know, innocent bystanders in our own sexual experiences a lot of the time. And, and we aren't even, you know, considering, hey, like, I, I can have boundaries because we're not allowed to experience the black or white. You're either, you know, a vixen or a virgin. Like you can't be somebody who really enjoys sex and yet has boundaries. You're not allowed to be both. Uh, and then women are taught to have sex for men's pleasure. Men are taught to have sex for men's pleasure. And then it is something to be said about having a partner that is very, very much into pleasing you as much as you are into pleasing them and how great that feels like person I'm having sex with god bless him he doesn't have many redeeming qualities but that is one of them <laughs> and but one of the things is like he he's very into pleasing me as a partner and and so the sex we have is astronomical because I'm having sex with somebody who who realizes that there's another person in the room and I think even to, you know, Audrey Lord's point, like for me, it's about how much I think about me as a black woman, I settle for less outside of the bedroom and didn't connect until you say it. And it's, it's true. Like even now I'm like, okay, yeah, like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. No, nah, I'm not, I don't, mm -mm. Yeah, that's that's, and because part of knowing your worth is knowing what you're not worth as well. So I will say that there is, um, there, there is that, that, you know, coming over but allowing yourself to be like I I love fucking I love fucking I'll fuck all day if I could um but I have boundaries when I fuck and and I want to I want to maintain those boundaries because those boundaries are there to keep me safe and anybody that doesn't respect what you've put in order to keep you safe doesn't want you to be safe so uh and that's just in life in general I'm sorry I'm long-winded no, listen, I love everything you just yeah. said. It was so mind blowing is like I know so many women who are in their late 20s, early 30s who feel that exact same way of like just coming to the realization of like I'm not selling. First of all, the fact that I still knew women in their 30s still faking orgasms. That shit's fucking wild. I, I don't think I've, and I'm, I'm dead ass serious. If I have ever faked an orgasm, I don't know if I, I don't remember. But so I'm, I'm the listeners i'm gonna tell you how to have an orgasm and actually i literally posted about like on my um 
Instagram today, like when you come five times and he asks if you want to go again, you know. Um, kegels. Do your yes. kegels. Listen. Do your kegels while you're having sex. Do them while you're having sex. It's like milking a fucking cow. You do. Uh, orgasm is literally a rush of blood to your genitalia uh, on the inside. Uh, and that's what, you know, you're, you're, you're working out. That's why working out, you have better orgasms because your blood is flowing more. Uh, and then apple juice. Apple juice is full of phytoestrogens and it helps with lubrication as well as arousal. You're welcome. I didn't know that. I know the apple juice part. I can tell you about the organ. I'm a horny nerd. You know, I'm a horny nerd. <laughs> I'm all here for the facts. I'm a horny nerd. <laughs> and again, these are like exercises that men can incorporate as well. Because mm -hmm. like as someone who recently became multi-orgasmic again myself, like when you Congrats. realize that you can just, no, I'm telling you, like, because that was, that's I was so glad you brought this up. I went for the longest in my early 30s. was so like, I, I'm just a one and done kind of guy. Like you might get two. If you give me like an hour, it's like, so you might get two. I've never had anybody. Oh my gosh. I've never had a man multi-orgasm. Multi uh, it's like, it's like a Loch Ness monster. It's like a unicorn. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, also, you know, people I've been with, they've never had somebody who. That's you what know, I, But I'm telling you, a lot of men just tell ourselves like, that's just where we at now. Cause I'm older now. So I'm just going, just going one nut bust out of here. But like, when you just, again just get in tone with your erotic and sensual self and just just this constant practices of self-pleasure constantly constantly knowing that you deserve pleasure at all times not just in the bedroom i'm telling you you can be out here like a porn star but um that takes learning that i guess i don't know is anybody else want to talk about their sex life other than me and kyla here i feel like men just don't want to get in touch with their femininity they don't want to be vulnerable like that whole side of them is just like guarded blocked off and they don't want to deal with it they think that's just all women and it's like no you have to have a balance everybody has to have a balance but is that like a feminine trait or just vulnerability in itself no that, i love everybody that. should possess masculinity and femininity and vulnerable. they don't understand that but i, I think i think just i think their vulnerability is it could be very much gender neutral but we're we're taught that emotions are only a, a female thing and so mm -hmm. i think that that's you know it's like men are only allowed certain emotions and anger because anger is power yeah uh, um happiness you know in in a certain context and you know they're not even allowed sadness i i, I don't know i don't want to speak for you guys but i think agree like sadness is seen as weakness like bitch I'm sad like what right. the fuck um <laughs> and women are allowed to be sad like women I will say women are allowed a bit more fluidity in anything that we do in including like sexuality we're allowed you know to be more androgynous we're allowed to be mm -hmm. and and I will say that for sure but um yeah I I think men are only allowed certain uh emotions and so that's what the vulnerability is is it, like that's why we associate vulnerability with being a woman is because men are vulnerable as fuck like you know they are I mean, shit. If, if men didn't weren't vulnerable people they wouldn't be snapping every right. five minutes and shooting shit up you know right. but you they're only taught that they, yeah yeah and that's probably why intimacy might be kind of hard for them i just i don't i don't think that men were were built to considered women sexually and i'm gonna tell you why because men can be mean to you and still want to fuck you and not saying that women can't but not going it's, it's to. a but it's a it's a different feel like yeah. you know unless you own some dominatrix shit yeah. you know but but men can be mean to you and still expect sex from you yeah i was this boy caught himself trying to holler at me and he was like, and we actually talked about uh, changing of last names. And so he was like, the only way I would allow my wife to keep her last name, oh, wow, bitch, is, right, is if she had, like, multiple degrees or if she had a pre-established brand. And then he proceeds to tell me a pre-established brand what a pre-established brand was. 
um, as if I was some pawn learning the new earth. And then after having a very contemptuous conversation where we were, you know, just like it was, he proceeds to talk about, hey, can I whip my dick out on this FaceTime? And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I, I guess. And I'm a deer in headlights. And I'm like, this, <laughs> like, is this happening? Like, because I'm like, one, this is our very first conversation, our very first conversation on the phone. And two, we were just having a moment of, of, of contempt. And you still were like, but fucking, you know? Like, but fucking. I will say, I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I will say, first of all, that's gross as fuck. I don't know what's up with the, with the niggas just pulling dicks out still in 2022. They, they love doing it. They, it's they're they're bold. They're very bold. Well, I don't I don't get it. I just no, to, that's their thing. We don't get it. We that's don't get thing. it. That's their thing. <laughs> I will admit, no, we, we get it in our inbox. I'm aware. Yeah, you get all of it. <laughs> I will admit to this. I didn't I didn't fully believe that until my homegirl had showed me like her DM like thread of like a I had a dick pic the other day. Dick vid, dick vid. They've upgraded. upgraded now. Um, I did I didn't even watch. I, I was not interested in watching. I have never, ever, 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 ever in my life received an unsolicited dick pic. Um, that I was like, ooh, I have to stop right. what I'm doing. I just and jump on that dick, except for one time, but it was a dick I was already jumping on. So it didn't count. It didn't count. Hey, it's mom, like we have an understanding. <laughs> we have an yeah. understanding. I just don't. I don't know you. Logic. I don't understand the logic. It's just so... we don't understand the logic. Like, what are you trying to achieve? <laughs> achieve pussy. They're trying to achieve this pussy, and it, it it does the exact opposite. And that's what we're trying to tell you. And they still do it anyway. And it's just like, all right, whatever. That's this just... guy was on that and and like he was like you know yeah and I was like what do you do for a living he was like I'm a photographer and I said what else do you do for a living I'm a professor I said so you think you're the first nigga that's ever been in my inbox or on my phone talking about their dick how about you talk about something intelligent I know you have a penis I'm completely aware tell me things about yourself I don't know but do you know how the peen looks that's yeah like don't care don't care don't care I like legitimately don't care I've never I've never stopped a a sexual experience because the penis was bigger or smaller than I anticipated. Like I've never been like, oh God, I, I can't do this now. Like, no, like it, I see a challenge. I'm gonna try. Right. Um now afterwards I'm like, yeah, that's that's not that's not for me. Not that. Um <laughs> hey listen, you know, tell your mom I said hey. Um <laughs> No, thank you for the chocolates but it's this is not gonna work but i had never seen a dick and i'm like yeah like dicks aren't cute dicks are not cute to me and i like dick i know that everybody thinks i'm bisexual lesbian but i like dick unfortunately but i'm not like oh let me look at a picture of dick today. oh it's no. so attractive no no i don't no. want to see no picture of no dick i don't want to see no picture of that shit like i said there's only one time i've ever stopped what the fuck i was doing to fuck that and it, I was already I was already doing the dick I was already that was that was I had already had a lease out on that dick <laughs> a lease mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a couple years lease on it so you know <laughs> like I said those niggas are gross but I was gonna say earlier that I think it's different it's sure it's different but niggas will tell you that women will be in a whole ass fight with you and be super mean to you and then immediately be like but you want to see the cities or you want to you want to get this, this pussy back maybe it's different Maybe it's a different dynamic, but women definitely do that too. I've experienced. Not that. saying they don't. Not saying they don't. But I, I do think that you know there's a, 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 a there's levels. Like you know, niggas yeah. could just be outright just 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 mean and hurtful and like shit. I I know I mentioned I was in a domestic violence relationship. The nigga was mean. That nigga beat my ass once and then tried. Then it was upset that I didn't want to fuck him. Like. Nigga, you just whooped me. Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been in the same situation. That's wild, yo. Is this real? Like, Dude. I am not turned on. I'm not attracted to you. I don't even want to. And look I have at a hot libido, like but you. I was, I was, you're not finna whoop my ass and and then fuck me, you know? I, I guess there must be some kind of connection between like 
them exerting their power. Um, yeah, yeah. Violent, and then like just being horny. I, and so that's the thing too, but like, right? Like when men are are taught that it's about power, everything is about power. I don't need to be intimate. I don't need to be soft. I don't need to be delicate because that's not how power works. Uh, like they think a dominatrix, like I need to be the dominant one, like putting yeah. it down, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was a look. Like um, we, a friend of mine said that straight people think Sex is only real if there's a penis involved. And I was like, absolutely. Including in months. Yo, that's crazy. The longest. Everybody. Like how we don't think of lesbians as having sex. And because uh, the phallus is is a symbol of power. And that's why gay men are like, ah, it's too much power. Nigga, y'all fight it, you know? Um, And women are, you know, there's no power there. So it's all soft and delicate and pretty. No power. Maybe this is a conversation from another podcast, but I think straight men don't even realize how much a lot of us hold so much power to the penis mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Is mama kicking us off? What's that? Where are your glasses? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Come get your glasses. <laughs> oh, you can't wait like 10 more minutes. We just, this, is the, this is the last like question right here. Yeah, mama. okay. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up. She like. Tell me. Captive, and you went in your room, Karen. Get out of here, Karen. Get Karen. That's your real name. That's her real name. That's funny. She said um, we got to. She feeds me right until I go back to work next month. So oh, I have to be nice until February second. <laughs> then I can be like, get out of here for real, for real. I don't like you. And then move back in next week. Oh. Yeah, no, listen, I've been trying to get rid of me since March. So. Oh, I appreciate y'all. Um, I had one last question, and maybe this is—I think it's a good question to end on. With everything that's been said tonight, and uh, I'm not sure how Will's—I want to check in with how Will's feeling about how everything he heard, everything. But um, do y'all believe? Because I had into a debate with a friend of mine about this. Do y'all believe men can be feminists? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think so. Yeah. She said no because oh, I, I don't want to misquote her. It was about like. It wouldn't be authentic because we don't go through what y'all go through. And therefore, we could never know that, you know, both struggle and joy because we can't know that firsthand. I might be misquoting her. I don't want to say her name because she might be calling me up after this episode. Like, I didn't say that, motherfucker. But like, there's something to the effect that we can never embody what it feels like to be a woman. So how can we be a feminist? Activism doesn't need benefit to be active. That's what I thought. I mean, like, I don't can... need to benefit something to be an activist for. Right. It. I could be an activist for children. Doesn't mean that's... I'm not an advocate for children. That's like Black um, Lives Matter and white people going to protest with us. You see what I'm saying? Like, they still understand a part of what we go through. Like, that doesn't, she just contradicted herself. I agree. I wish maybe I can bring on another episode and we just have have a whole thing talk about that. Or maybe, yeah, maybe we didn't get the full grasp of what she was. Probably not. I'm sure I didn't give her the full you know, our hurtful argument justice. Um, but yeah, well, how you feeling, man? You, you feel beat up yet? You feel... You, you, I'll say this. I'll say this. I don't know if I'll ever be a feminist. Probably not, if I'm just being honest. Why is that? Uh, but I can support the things that are important to Black women and the things mm-hmm. that uh, they say are happening to them. And I'm not going to lie, it's a struggle. Um I guess coming to grips with the realities that they face, you know what I mean? Because for so long you think that, or you're taught that like these things aren't happening or you're not hearing the stories about them happening or or whatever, you know, I guess the world teaches you to somewhat ignore them or refute their stories or whatever. And so just breaking down those things that you're taught um, is extremely difficult, but I've been growing. It's a noticeable growth. Um, how many inches? <laughs> you you know you you own it, um, but um, yeah, man, it's like I said, this is a noticeable growth. But I don't know if I'll ever be consider myself a feminist because I seriously you don't have to. I don't. I, you know, I mean, is is it more important for the the label or the content? Yeah, just get it done. It'll get done. Yeah, I mean, if you are actively 
um, trying to pursue change that doesn't benefit you, but does benefit women, which actually benefits you, then you are, because I, th I think that's one of the things too, is like, um, I wrote a status that went kind of uh, black Twitter, got it and and facebook got it like it was like uh, and it was uh when women when men leave work they're off work when 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 men get home they're off work when women get home they're back at work and they were like what you hate men um i was like i, I don't but uh you know having a partner that feels like she's respected and feels like you're you're in the same you know boat and I don't want to say help because you can't help in your own house but it feels like you, you're you both are cohesively making something work that's a healthier relationship that's a healthier partnership that's somebody who loves you that much more somebody who wants to be with you that much more and so men don't see the benefits that way like you have happier kids because their parents are getting along better I didn't mean to again i'm sorry i'm bad at that you can completely find that i guess i think it's just you know like i said like when you say something on social media um and then we so often speaking absolutes on social media like everything just is lost in translation and people either are 100 percent on board or they go straight to deflecting and there's very little times you can actually have a dialogue and like you already said kyla like it's all it's all lies in where your politics and where your morals stand like bell hook said that as well too she said um you know, we live in an age where anybody can call themselves anything. I think this is why me and Will don't really align ourselves with Black Lives Matter. I don't ever remember me and Will ever really saying, like, Black Lives Matter anywhere because we learned a long time ago doing protests, niggas would say Black Lives Matter and then fuck these Black women. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit has happened many a time. Well, Black, Black, I mean, Black Lives the Matter. Black Panthers, you know, like, he had yeah. a whole excerpt in his book about raping Black women, like, you know, as practice to rape white women. Like, what? listen it's fucking wild um yeah i've just learned that a long time ago like anybody can call themselves anything and then again that goes back to feminism where it seems like a lot of women can jump online and be like i wish all men would die go feminism and <laughs> niggas is like see i told you feminists hate us like it's a whole, I mean, it's a whole but yeah i mean there's extremists on uh, at every turn you know i i never want to 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 outsource the tools of my oppressor you know, never want to do that. Exactly. So. We appreciate y'all. Anybody got any final thoughts or anything before we get into the whole section where we just let y'all shout out whatever y'all got going on? I got your friend request, but I'm at 5,000. Tamaya, but I got you. Oh, oh, your friend request. <laughs> He's so funny. I was like, yeah, I have to find her. She's funny. Some nigga died her. for that friend request. She, she deleted somebody for you. So yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I got it. Actually, I'm gonna do that for you. Actually, because uh... thank you. I okay, no, wait, I'm wrapping up, ma'am. We saying taglines. We, we leaving. Yeah, thank go ahead, you guys, for this open conversation. Yeah. Oh yeah, we appreciate it. It was great. I loved it. I'll uh, have you back. You know. Uh, yeah. I would love to. We would definitely love to. Thank y'all so very much. Is there anything y'all want to promote before y'all dip out? Or my Instagram is Kyla J Lacey. So it's my TikTok. Um K-Y-L-A-J-L-A-C-E-Y. My Twitter is un uh Kyla underscore Lacey because Kyla J Lacey got put in jail too many times. And then my uh Facebook is my whole name, Kyla Janae Lacey. Beautiful. So and my yeah, and then my my website is that's right, Kyla. But right is W R I T E. That's right, Kyla. Super so witty. is chap. So is my cash app. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Samaya, you got I it. Um, of course, uh, the podcast I'm on, the Hilltop Glove Podcast. You guys can follow that. Um, my Instagram, Maya underscore Baya. Uh, that was my nickname, so I just kept it for Instagram. Um, Facebook, my full name, Tamaya Allen. I do photography, videography, modeling, visual art, anything creative. I'm pretty much down. So all the stuff linked up. Oh, I do accent walls. Um, and they're pretty cool and they've gone Ooh. viral. Um, my oh, Tetris wall. I was waiting for you to be. I was like, Damn, I, I be forgetting I do that. You know, <laughs> like I want to pick up a new hobby today. So, right. Yeah, I do really cool accent walls. So I okay. need a black man. So if you're in Orlando or Atlanta, I can or the the or if you want to shit for Orlando fly me or out. Atlanta. Dang, you're not in Colombia. Now, if you want to fly me out, now I'll be in Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to pay for the, the, the distance, you know, maybe 
<laughs> She's like, I'll get back to you on that. But thank y'all so much. And I do, and I perform at colleges. I, I do a one-woman show. I've performed over 300 colleges. I perform at colleges. That's important. Oh, wow. Oh, that's that's cool. amazing. She's performed at all of the colleges, like, like over 200 some colleges, right? Yeah, it's close about 300. I do a one-woman show of comedy, poetry, and uh, oh, storytelling. Wow. So mostly poetry, but, you know, a little bit of, of all of it, so... I can tell you firsthand, one of the best poets to ever graze the mic in these southern states. Like she kills it every single time. People love her. <laughs> she shoots at the crowd, as you can see. She literally kills people. Air guns. Oh. My mom was there. We were my mom came with. She was, me. yes. It was the whole family. Huh. Yeah, my roll out. Okay. I'm gonna go because she's mom, please do not leave me. I'm gonna go because she's gonna buy me something to eat. So and um, I don't go back to work till February 2nd. So uh, I'm not going to miss this meal. Uh, thank you for having me. It was great. Thank I you. love meeting all y'all. Uh, I mean, again, like, but okay, I'm going to go. All right. Okay, bye. Nice, bye. Bye. nice <laughs> meeting you. Thank you so much. Y'all, um, we'll see y'all, what is it, every other week? Y'all know how we get down. Um, we're getting these Euphoria um, reviews popping. And tomorrow, if you want to be part of these little review things, because we do reviews on Patreon. Um, oh, okay, cool. You want to hop yeah, in? Yeah, let me know. Yeah, we got to, especially the season two premiere was fucking nuts. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to watch it though. Oh, shit. You're going to be in for it, boy. I tell you. Okay. Yeah. You, you, I don't know if you have a therapist, but get a quick therapy session real quick. Okay. Get some yeah, weed. You know, you do that. Okay. And um, <laughs> I'm telling you, get your life together because it felt like the season finale, really. It's, it's so much shit happened. Oh, wow. Okay. So much shit happened. All right, anyway. let me check it out. Please do. But yeah, thank you so much for coming through. No um, problem. So like, when does this air and everything? This is going to air, well, by the time we post this up, uh, it's going to be Tuesday the... Oh, you would put me on the spot, wouldn't you? Man. Um, Tuesday the 18th. <laughs> What'd you say? I said seven days minus two. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. Like yeah, too much, man. All right. Yeah, we'll post it up. I'll cool. see everything. Okay. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you again. Thank appreciate you. Y'all have a good night. All right, peace. And All thank right, y'all, beautiful people out there, for watching us once again. Cultivate ignorance. Um, she's been lit. We love y'all. I love y'all. We'll hate y'all. I love y'all. Peace. Facts. <laughs>